So welcome to the latest Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. You guys say who you are and why anyone would know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I'm Mark. I do the podcast. I'm uh, Aaron. I'm Aaron King. Not to be confused with Jordan Walker. I don't play in Jewel Tone or Juggernaut or any other band that someone has to be confused with. I once <laughs> played for Rhino. I've played for Rhinoceros for years and KDC mainly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. And I'm Mark Franklin. Uh, I'm in final declaration right now. Uh, prior to this, I was in brain Rack with Don Arthur. Don's also in final deck and been around for many years. Thanks. Who's the new kid in the block here? <laughs> I go by Meech. My name is Demetrius Hall. Um, I'm a videographer and okay. I do damage in a pit. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, you're, you're also this, you're also in a, in a new music video I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That how, was how pretty did, dope. How was that? How'd that go? How'd that come about being in the space video? Well, honestly, it was like an invitation vicariously. They just needed some heads there. So, yeah. you know, I just showed up and put a put a headband on and decided to chant some chant some shit for the video. It was pretty dope. It was a really good vibe. Yeah. It looks it looks like a pretty cool video. It's it's fun. Like fun is how yeah. it looks like. So it's hey. playful. It, the video like it, it became like almost almost like a jazzercise video <laughs> when we were actually trying to figure out the the choreography it was pretty dope yeah man space space are the people obviously donnie's in that band too yeah um, their lps coming out so shout out to space dan joe uh those are my people so big shout out to them yeah absolutely they're making moves so so was there a workout at the at the video shoot or do you guys just did the video or was there like a group workout or anything <laughs> Well, well, we also we had to co we had to coordinate something. So we were gonna like do some jumping jacks, and then we worked our way into like uh, like I forgot the other step. It was like ju uh, jumping jacks. Um, I don't remember exactly, but the last one was like two steps. So it was basically right. like going through trying to do like the the grand pacer test, basically. Yeah, yeah. So like, how long does that shit like that take? Like, how long does the music video take to make? um it took what like 30 minutes to shoot entirely like really? we were there for an hour while they were setting some stuff up and talking about what they wanted but it took really 30 minutes to shoot and about three or four months for the video to drop actually oh really oh yeah nice. who knew we made a video i made we made a holdout video and like the guy who made it back like sometime like four or five months ago and the guy still hasn't gotten it done we like did something in our practice space and Mm -hmm. Dean still has not finished the video. Shout out, Dean! <laughs> Shout out, Dean! <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, when I was in KDC, we shot a video at the funeral home. Yeah, yeah, that was like two hours, man. After like the first two times playing the songs, I was like, I'm dead. <laughs> I was like, How many times do you have to shoot this shit? Like, it's, it's the same thing. You just yeah. want to see me be fat like five more times? Stop. <laughs> I didn't understand. Like when we did the video, like. He made me do the song like a hundred times. It's like I thought you just do it once and then you just like have it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like any like like um my dudes in La Armada, like when they shot their videos, man, they yeah. was like they were there from like like probably a good twelve to fifteen hours shooting a that. video. I'm like, for what? That's a movie. That's huh? a damn 
That's a film. That's a short film. What the fuck? Yeah, goodness. I was like, I don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't understand. Like, I, I don't get That's why I'm not a filmmaker. Leave it to the filmmakers to make films. I just take pictures and never edit them. It's like, just like, I, I like the videos that has that, um, that like trolley cart that's like a circle that goes around the band playing. Yeah. I feel like you can get kind of like that done in probably one or two takes. Yeah. <laughs> just call it a day. <laughs> that seems like the way to go. Especially for like hardcore and like just heavy music. It's like, it doesn't take all that. Yeah, just get a warehouse and do yeah. some shit. Get a warehouse, pack it in, have people jump all over each other and get it done in one shot. Just have two cameras. Who cares if you can see the cameraman? Who cares? It looks like that's a live literally, show. That's literally how the shoot was for uh, Space. It was like we were all in a, a private gym. We were yeah. hopping all over each other, two-stepping, punching each other. It was pretty dope. It was like a yeah. pit. Nice. That, that sounds so like fun. <clears throat> Did Final Declaration make a video? No, we've never made a video. Um, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get Aaron King on a fucking trolley car, and he's just going to be going around. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. But I want one of those, like, SoCal lowriders. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, they should make, they should figure out, like, in Jewel Tone, who looks like who in Jewel Tone, and have all the fake Jewel Tones do a Jewel Tone video. <laughs> oh, dude. That'd be sick. Like a Walmart Jewel Tone. Yeah. <laughs> we can call it we can call it Ruby Stone. <laughs> so this this is it. Like you you have the fake Jewel Tone play like the whole song and then like actual Jewel Tone shows up at the end of it, like, what the hell is going on? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got a concept that's, right that's, here. That's the video concept right there. Jewel Tone, <laughs> hit me up. We can make this happen. We got a videographer. I got vision, you know. So let's let's do this. We got everything we need right here, ready to go. Oh, what well, this right really here. was, it was a it was a it was a meeting to figure out a jewel tone video. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it was the plot. You got us all. You got us all involved. This episode is going to be named the Think Tank Jewel Tone. <laughs> yeah. Didn't uh, didn't like a new metal band do that? Was it Slipknot? Oh no, it was Corn. Where like. They had that video where like all the rappers were like playing like the I think instrument. I remember that. Yeah. That's oh, hilarious. Yeah. You know who else did that? Was uh was Acacia Strain. Yeah. Acacia oh, Strain yeah. just had like because I, I played um I played the um the C D release show for Acacia Strain mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Continent, I think it was called. Uh, yep. Yeah, Rhinoceros played that at some like warehouse venue in Massachusetts that was the one of the nuttiest shows I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. But they it, sh- it started with like the dudes that were in their music video because they are a legit rap group mm-hmm. and they opened. Yeah. That's actually it. actually my, my I, I made a mistake. I think Rhinoceros opened. They played after us. They might have even played right before Acacia Strain. Mm-hmm. Those were like their, those were like their dudes. It was awesome. Yeah. Very cool. It's- very cool. So, so I don't know. We'll just talk about whatever. But so, is there going to be an I Am King performance anytime soon? You know, I'm I'm still trying to work that out. Yeah, it's just mainly like I haven't actually started a band from scratch in freaking years. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like I'm at a point now. It's like I I have certain people I would love to play with. Yeah, and it's like kind of making plans around if they can do it or if they'll want to, you know, everyone's older and has different time schedules now. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And also I'm 
currently working on like five new songs. Okay. Oh, and those ones I'm more stoked about playing. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I'm at with things now. I've just kind of been quietly working on things and then getting songs together. I'm like, yo, this is what I actually want to play live. So hit me up if you're interested. So. Is it going to be an edge band? There's not enough edge people in Buffalo to do that. <laughs> that is very true. That, and that's yeah, that, that's that's, that's also that's also been my hesitation because it's like there's some younger kids that are edge now and that's cool, but like I like I like I said I, I'm at a different place now where it's like I I just want to be in a band with like people I'm friends with and I know I can tolerate to be around. Yeah, sure. And most of them are not straight edge or any of them really. So yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's it's all it's, good. So that's that's why I was like kind of debating too whether to like keep it as I am king, you know, or keep that as my solo project and just release shit here and there, or mm-hmm. just start it as just a brand new fresh band with the songs that I've been working on. Yeah. Because uh, I was thinking of doing like I, I was I did a show last year, but the show where I met me chat. Um. And I was like, this show this show went pretty good, you know. Do I want to do another show? I'm probably never gonna do another show because there'll be a show as good as this. But I was thinking of doing like um like matinee shows at the rec room or something. I talked to Chris right. about it, but I would think it'd be cool if I am King played one of those shows or uh, an Aaron King band. Oh yeah. Like we have the special band. You'd be the special band to play one of these matinees at the rec room. That's that's just kind of like what I want to do. I don't want to be in a full time band again. I don't yeah. have the time or patience for it yeah <laughs> and you know but i would love to just play like here and there just you know have fun with it yeah yeah man. headbutt somebody you know shit like that <laughs> of course. respectfully like, I, though respectfully. Yeah, respectfully or disrespectfully yeah. i'm a nice person like here <laughs> and when you like when I'm outside of a band but I, I i snap when i play music so yeah <laughs> I, got, I got that switch I'm like he's he seems like such a nice person it's like well we all got a dark side. Yeah. <laughs> the dark side is, is the is the metronome for you, huh? It's just following that pace. Yeah, man. I I go to a different place. <laughs> so, it's like it's like I, that. I haven't, uh, I haven't just like sang in a band in years. Like the last last band I sang for was like in two thousand five. Blind Dance Massacre, right? Yep, Blind Dance Massacre, and yes. that was brief because our drummer basically just disappeared without saying anything, and I was like, well, I'm not gonna cancel shows. I can play drums and sing. I don't give a I don't give a shit. <laughs> Yo, that's the lead as hell, bro. I like that. The dedication is real. You kept I like, the vision I like showed up to a show in Oswego, and they're like, where's your drummer? I'm like, oh, I'm playing drums today. They're like, well, who's singing? I'm like, me. I can't play <laughs> drums and sing at the same time. I was like, watch me. I've sang and played drums in every band I was in. That was just the only one where I was like the lead singer in playing drums. So, okay. yeah. Ron cool. Hill does it, right? Yeah, so you can do yeah. it. He doesn't do it full time, but he does like a pretty healthy amount, at least on the new songs. So yes. he's yeah. got a great voice, man. I, he does that fatal that fatal visions um demo or EP, whatever. That is fire. Yes, it is. Yeah. That, that that brought me back to some uh some like older kind of buffalo sounds. <clears throat> for sure. I'm so glad that he got Vogel on it. Um, first of all, shout out Fatal Vision, shout out Ronnie. Ronnie's one of my good friends. Obviously, he's in Final Death. Yeah. But it was just so fitting to have Vogel on there because it's literally just buried alive worship. Um, yeah, pretty it, much. It was just so, so clutch to hear him on there. But yeah, I was moshing hard as hell when they played Rochester. EP yeah. set. Like I, the first time I heard Fatal Visions was like whatever original demo they put out. 
Mm -hmm. The first song I heard, I was like, sounds like a rhino riff, which is that's cool. (laughs) We do we all we all copy off somebody, so I'm I'm all for it. I was just like, oh, this reminds me of like Rhino and Buried Alive. And then when the new stuff came out, I was like, oh yeah, they went full Buried Alive, which (laughs) that's a good thing. I mean, like Buried Alive is the blueprint for a lot of hardcore bands. So there's Mm, definitely that's that's what's up. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. What do I want? What do we want to talk about? As Cody Rhodes says, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, so much to talk about, right? Just the state of the scene in general. I don't want to hijack your. No, go your, for it. But it's just so cool. Like I live in Rochester now, so I don't see everything that's happening. But mm-hmm. just the state of the scene in general, it just seems like there's a lot of new kids coming out and people that might not necessarily have been in hardcore as long yeah. as. So at least us, you know, I've been yeah. going to hardcore since I was 15 and I'm 33 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the idea that enough new people feel comfortable enough to come out. Yeah. I think. Cool. Yeah. It wasn't that way for a long time. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to say like, not just come out, but actually perform as well. Like a lot of these newer bands, these like the monomaniacs, the, yeah. the, all of those small, like younger groups they like a lot of that group is still in school. You know, shout out to them. Right. And yeah. and a lot of the promoters are starting to swap hands too. Like shout out to Gags. They that yeah. that group is younger. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Definitely. It's definitely about time we had some young kids do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to young kids. Get that weight off your back finally, huh? <laughs> it, it, Breaking it, our it, back it, over like here. For for the scene to stay alive, it has to happen. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the torch gets passed all the time. Like you mm-hmm. like I, I booked I booked like th- three shows over like a span of like two years back in the day, like Broadway Joe's at this mm-hmm. at its peak. The first show I did was like just 200 kids, all local bands. Yeah. One band from Syracuse, like engineer played. Yeah. Basically I just had all the bands I wanted to see play mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. everybody came out. The other two shows sucked. No one came out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it just, we've, we've been around long enough to see the, how much the scene, you know, the ebbs and flows of the scenes. We've been there for the heights, the, the lows, yeah. you know, like when the, you know, I think the last, I want to say like good peak was the funeral home era. Definitely. Yeah. Buffalo was just, I mean, where, or where else can you go where a house venue, an illegal house venue is literally on like websites for travel. Like it was a destination on travel. So I just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> no one's supposed to know this is a house yeah. venue no That's one's funny. supposed to know this is like a thing and like google think, is out here right, right? Like, you guys. It's, it's like uh either the art voice or the paper where like everyone left the art voice and started another paper yeah right. some dude wrote a shit article he had all his facts wrong he was like aaron king lives at the funeral home. i was like you stupid asshole if you ever actually went to a hardcore show you'd know aaron atkins used to live, live there yeah. not me i'm yeah. there all the time because i practice there but yeah <laughs> wrong aaron <laughs> motherfucker exactly. like this is what happens when you let a dude write an article about shit he don't know nothing about you never even Seriously. been to the funeral home take your ass home <laughs> Seriously, like I think the Fear Home jumped the shark when they were selling pre-sale tickets for shows. <laughs> like, you can't do that. <laughs> that was that, that was wild. Just just to see some of the bands that we that did play there. Like every time I die, Terror, H two O, Ringwood. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bane too, right? Yeah, yeah. Bane played. I think I think Code Orange Kids play there. Yeah, Code I played Orange. with them. 
It yeah. was Gaza, Code Orange Kids, KDC, and this band from Pittsburgh that I can't remember their name. Yeah. And that was before they were Code, code Orange and like new metal. They were just nerdy, hardcore kids then. <laughs> <laughs> you said when they got cool. Yeah, yeah, I went to a show there once. It was um I forget who it was, but I was like one of three people that paid at a show there once. <laughs> it wasn't all great. <laughs> no, it wasn't all because it, it, there was too many shows because yeah. basically basically there were like five people who always lived there at at one time or another. Mm-hmm. Basically who ran all the shows or just let it happen was Clint. Yeah. Right. Clint let like everything under the sun happen there and it just got too big for his own, you know, for his own shoes type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. uh was Casper living there for a while too or no? Yeah, Casper and Wonky were living there and KDC practiced there. And when me and Casper were in Rhinoceros, we Rhinoceros practiced there too. So Is Casper yeah. still missing in action. Hmm? Is Casper still missing in action? Uh Casper is um he's an archaeologist. Yeah. And he's currently finishing up, like, I think his master's. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's, he's somewhere in Michigan, but that dude is, like, so incognito. <laughs> like, he, like he, Indiana deleted Jones. His social media, he deleted his social media years ago, but somehow this fool always knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> he'll just, like, like he'll, he'll text me, then he'll turn his phone off, then he'll WhatsApp me, and then he'll turn that off, and then I get an <laughs> email. I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Why are you he's so gonna, secretive, you weirdo? Like he's popping gonna out. <laughs> I'm gonna send a pest messenger pigeon to you next. Right? <laughs> Go from message in a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Just waiting for skywriting. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, what's up? Because <laughs> everybody's always like, because I get the same question all the time. Have, do you still talk to Casper? I'm like, yeah, I'm probably one of few people who actually he still talks to. Yeah. But even that's sporadic. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, I'm in Detroit or like I'm in Michigan. Oh, I'm in I'm on a like a cruiser or like, you know, some military boat in the middle mm-hmm. of the ocean somewhere. I'm like, Jesus. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I've always called him Puerto Rican Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make a, a, a Puerto Rican flavored name for Indiana Jones or something. To... Uh, <laughs> Diana. <laughs> That's so fucking good, man. Yeah, I was just like, well, at least you have an interesting life. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, he just travels as an archaeologist. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's beautiful. That's it seems really like cool. if he's been, if he's turning his phone off, he must be enjoying it at that point. Yeah, Seriously. he's been on like because he, he he gets on like government contracts too and stuff. So yeah. like they'll have like he does. He likes doing like the water digs because they find stuff like from like old war vessels and stuff like that. Like different artifacts. So he's, not, so... he's not going any like submarines down there, is he? No, I, not so far. But he's been on like boats that have divers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah, saying, yeah. you don't want to go down too low in those subs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if it says Titanic, just just stay away from it. Yeah, that's it's a bad. <laughs> it's not, got a bad not, vibe. <laughs> not not good. <laughs> not good at all. Know, some might say it's the... cursed. You know. <laughs> You guys reminded me of the uh, the movie Ghost Ship. It was, that definitely gave me a little uh, thought yeah. back to that. Okay. Uh, it's like so, you know, like Sorry. movies like that and stuff like that. You, if it was real life, black people would never be in those situations. That's, that's and I was wondering why there was only one black character in that movie. <laughs> well, it was just one. It was like no, nope. just one. 
You were Why would you go? adopted and not raised in a black household because if you were, you would never go. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally, we walk the other way. If I hear screaming from some creature sounding thing in the distance, I'm oh, going home. I'm going the yeah. other way. No. I will avoid that at all costs. Regardless of who's there, I don't care if you're not coming with me. I'm surviving. I got to take care of me. That's well, my priority. Me, it's like, call me if you get home, but I'm leaving. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know Big how this story ends. <laughs> exactly like that. Nope. I've seen this one before. Like it's always <laughs> funny when I see like people do prank videos where like they'll just start running like yeah. when they like they're around a black person like in a, in a crowd just outside. If you start yeah. running, if they see you running, they're taking off too. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you gotta take care of everything yourself, included. <laughs> unless unless you're me in one situation, like I was in I was in L.A. And I played a show next to another venue mm -hmm. and we heard this loud bang come out of there. And then just like a swarm of people run out. My dumb ass is standing in the middle of the street laughing. <laughs> just <laughs> laughing and pointing just like, oh. yeah, cause somebody yelled gun. And it was just, it was, it was amusing to me because I've never seen all these girls run in high heels, like full on sprint, like <laughs> no, not even tripping, just full on, like watching the Olympic sprinters. I was just, I was, I was amazed, and I was just like, I, I just want to know if there actually is a gun now. Yeah, <laughs> and my dude had to kind of call me back to reality. He's like, "Get the fuck out of the bar!" I'm like, "Oh, oh, that's right. There might be danger." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny that your friends called you and told you to get out of there, and the fact that you were just like, hmm, "Let's find out if it's real." Fuck it. <laughs> I was standing behind our van, so I felt, you know. I was okay. enough out of sight, and I was like, "Well, I wasn't yeah. in there, so I'm not getting shot." Exactly, you weren't the target, uh -huh. so you felt safe. I, I wasn't like standing out in the open as a target. I did mm -hmm. hide behind a van. I'm like, "Nah, I mean, just in case." Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew my surroundings enough that I knew where I could go to get away. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, about people, you know, a lot of people coming out to shows and stuff. Um, a lot of different kinds of people too. You know, it's like. I don't know when we started going to shows. It was a, it was it was a, it was it a was lot us. different than it is now. I think there, there was definitely a, <laughs> a different flavor of people at shows. Sure, I'll say yeah. it. It was all white people. It pretty much was, <laughs> and there still are some Nazis there. So it's it's still a, it's still that that flavor there. Yeah, a little back of the mouth hit that don't that don't taste that good. Mm-hmm. But we played the show at the Birdhouse, and like I, as black, when I was in Black X, and like there were so many people of color at the show that, like, I think I feel like that was like kind of the turning point, or when it started, like people started coming around. I think and women and stuff. Like it's a lot of different kinds of people, because you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know how it was before. It was, right. you know, it was the way it was. But now you go to a show, and there's a lot of there's a good mix of people anyway. Yeah, I definitely I'm, agree. Which yeah. I'm happy about, but I'm now I'm old. <laughs> I haven't I haven't been to like a local Buffalo show in a while, but you know I always see like videos. I like I'm like I always tell people like I may not be there, but I'm always keeping an eye on the scene. Like I I watch the videos, I watch yeah. highlights and different things like that. So it is cool. It's it's cool to see a younger crowd, and it's good to see a diverse crowd. You yeah, know, it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of different, and everybody doesn't look like the same person. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's a good blend of different types of people. The way hardcore. You know, should be. It's attended. Yeah. Be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's nice yeah, to see that... it kind of go back to it's the kind of the core of it. Like, you know, it's just a place for everybody who don't fit in everywhere else. You know, self expression, freedom yeah. of self expression. 
And I think right. that um, I would say one of my first introductions to hardcore wasn't a local uh, band, but mm -hmm. it was a local venue at Rec Room. Yeah. And it was probably some of the most like diverse POC I've seen when it came to like black women and black men, like mm -hmm. the styles that we, we took on or whatever yeah. the case may be. And it was really beautiful to see. But now when you, like when I go to the local scene, it, like you're saying, it is a, a change because there, there are so many, whether it be white people or Nazis, but there are still those queer, those Brown people that are, you know, mm -hmm. that mingle in those groups to still find their way into there, which is not, it's still, it's, it's beautiful to see. Definitely. And even like, not that I'm a dancer or anything, but even like there's all different kinds of people dance, like women are dancing, you know, mm -hmm. everyone's dancing and stuff. And it's kind of crazy. It's cool. It's, it seems like there's, I mean, I haven't seen too many fights. I feel like people are just having fun, kicking the mm -hmm. crap out of each other, just having fun, which is cool because yeah. for a while, you know, if someone's crowd killing, people got pissed and shit happens and shit gets fucked up. But that's, yeah, it's cool now. That's why, that's why I don't go, that's why I don't go near pits anymore. <laughs> if, if I, I am I am of the age group. If you crowd you crowd kill me, I'm gonna knock you out. So you call it counter moshing. I call I call it counter moshing. You know that about yourself, and you keep your distance. Some people I, are just like, let me stand right in the middle of the pit and then get mad at anybody dancing. Like yeah. see, that's that's stupid. Point? It's like if you're if you're in the pit, that's the pit. Everybody yeah. gets in the pit. That's a that's an equal fight, equal rights, equal yeah. fights. Exactly. That's, <laughs> equal rights. Yes. That's, that's everybody gets it. Everybody gets it in the pit. But when it switched from like there was a mosh area to like now you see videos of kids like just literally punching people throughout the crowd. Mm -hmm. I don't stand for that shit, and I will knock your ass out. Yeah, I've seen that's some not moshing. That's just being a dickhead. Like, that shit is crazy. Yeah, like. Yeah, I've seen some wild videos recently. Yeah, it's just like people are just being. It, it's there's a respect to it though. Like that's what people don't realize. Like I've moshed so much in the past year, and that was my first year moshing. But I've seen so many people get picked up. I've seen so many people like mm -hmm. like pass out or get a bloody nose, and they get taken care of. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So there there's right. a mosh etiquette, but people don't care. They just, some people are just there to fuck the day up. You know? Yeah. Yeah, just like like I said, if you're in the mosh pit area, that's one thing. Like, you just take care of each other. You hit, you get. I've seen my friends get knocked out in front of me. I caught them. The dude thought I was gonna fight him. I was like, Nah, man, that was clean. Yeah. <laughs> it, that it, was the thing. Like, like a simple, like clean. You're like, both. Like, you're both moshing. You got to the right place in his face. You got knocked out. That was good. I saw a dude knock himself out. That was hilarious because he got up mad thinking somebody knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so. I got some friends who like don't go to shows, right? Sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, I think crowd killing's fair game to me, but it's like just what Aaron's saying, stay in the front. You know, yeah. a lot of people are just trying to watch the show or in the back. Mm -hmm. um, so if right. you want to fuck some people up that are standing on, on the side of the front, then that's on them. You know what I mean? Right. You're like if, you're, if you're in a certain area, that's you assume that's going to happen. There's like if you're in the pit or you're the edge that makes the pit. We should get a, a chart. Yeah, we should get a chart and just put it up on right out. Every pit. Yeah, like this, this is where you're gonna get fucked up. You got a killing area. Yeah, area back here, but you better you better keep your distance if you want to survive. Safe areas like outside. Back of the we're sitting all the way in the back of the venue, minding your business. You know, talking to having a conversation. Just out of nowhere, somebody comes all the way to the back of the room and punches you in the face. That's yeah. a little different. 
there's parameters. If you're in the front of a stage, you know you're going to probably get kicked in the head at least 10 times. Yeah. If you're on the edge of the pit, you're probably going to get kicked or punched in the face or somewhere else on your body. Yeah. But yeah. when you go beyond that, that's where I have issues with because it's like everybody's not about that life and they shouldn't have to be mm -hmm. at a show and feel like they're being threatened because they were not anywhere near that. You know, there's mm -hmm. a there's a place for that. So definitely. Sure. That is a lot like of like a lot of places lose respect with that aspect. It's like, no, nah, man, this is for everybody. So there's something for everybody. Like, I feel like uh, another thing that needs to be mentioned is pit targeting. Like yeah. it's it's the same thing as like going to find somebody that's not that's like five feet from the pit and going to punch them in the back of the head. It's like exactly. you're you're going after you're crowd killing the same group of people and it's it's noticed by mm -hmm. many many people in the scene. It's like you what do you what are your per what is your purpose of like doing this to this group of people? You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what I was gonna say like I got people who you know who I'm not who don't go to shows you know that I'm friends with. And like, I've had them like show me sh like they they show me videos. They're like, you do this shit. Like you go to this shit. Like and, like like someone posts like one of those, one of those speed videos from the uh, from um, Sound and Fury. Yeah, from Sound and Fury. And like it's going it's going crazy there. And people like like right. they like yo know, because it, it's meant to, the pe the things that people are posting are meant to be kind of funny. Like they're like this is stupid. But I'm like I mean that's the scene. That's how that's how it goes. Like and these people are like yeah. this is freaking ridiculous. Yeah. What people are doing here? Like. Punching this punch freedom of expression. Welcome to America, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Well, a lot of people don't understand this this life, I guess, or yeah, kind of thing you know, like which is they, you know, they they see like if somebody who's not into hardcore and like yeah. metal and just heavy music mm -hmm. in general, they yeah. see stuff like that. They're like, why is everyone just fighting? It's like more of a dance job. Like you have a better chance of just going to something that has nothing like that and getting punched or shot or stabbed. So yeah. you know, you never know. It, you can get that anywhere. We just That's actually true. do it to music, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it goes so, with the music. We don't stop because of it. <laughs> Somebody I, I, getting knocked out is a part of the fucking drop right there. It's a part of the fucking bass. <laughs> it, it, it depends on like, and it depends on the type of band. Sometimes things get out of hand even in the pit. Like, yeah. uh, uh, the band Weekend Nachos, anytime they played Buffalo, it got really ignorant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was one of them who did it, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was a there was a punching bag that got thrown into the mix, a shopping cart. What? I, I hit somebody with a shopping cart <laughs> with my friend in the shopping cart. Where was it? Like at the funeral home? It was at the funeral home. Of course it was. Basically, random stuff got found throughout the day at the funeral home, and we just brought it all out. And then my friend Ricky, he bought a trampoline. So when everybody was jumping off that trampoline on the stage, he brought that and he brought like pool noodles. <laughs> oh my god! It, it got wild. People just beating each other with the pool noodles, jumping off the trampoline at the same time. Anytime there's like a pool, anytime there's pool noodles at a show, you know it's about to get wild. Mm -hmm. Somebody's gonna be complaining. <laughs> Man, I still uh, I still talk to John Caution from Weekend Nachos. I I don't know if he listens to the pod, but if he does, shout out John. He was also in harm's way for a while too. Mm -hmm. uh, super cool dude. Nice. He he loved playing Buffalo. He, he yeah. always talked about it. He's like, "Yo, is there anything like the funeral home?" I'm like, "Not really, but Buffalo's so cool. It's like hard to explain <laughs> to him. Like, it's different, but it's still doing very well. Like, it's worth band stopping. Right. But 
no one's getting pushed off stage in the shopping cart. No. Yeah, no, that shit is crazy. And that's a once in a lifetime <laughs> venue, I think. I don't think that that venue is like a once in a lifetime thing. You'll never have another thing like that. Unless just, someone gets I, really rich and buys a venue like that. Or yeah. something. That's the next I think move, if we I just think. had if we just had a warehouse, like I saw um saw Biff recently posting like see if anybody like knew like anybody who had a warehouse so we can just have shows like just weird shows at or whatever. Yeah, I think a warehouse venue would be perfect for stuff like that because it's just like, you know, it's just an open room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the sound will travel easily. I, I definitely have had these conversations uh, a few times actually, so we'll mm-hmm. we'll definitely keep in touch, especially about that because um, I'm interested sure. in having my own venue and and having a space where it's not just hardcore, but you know, all types of scenes can come in and book yeah. this place and, and not be looked at as, oh, we don't we don't do that here. Like, no, we do everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. We do we got stages for pits. We got motherfucking <laughs> we got we got R and B, we got rap. I definitely am interested in something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, so. that would be cool. So I feel like there's some clubs around here who like like I know everyone like loves the Mohawk place, but there was a time when the Mohawk place like wanted nothing to do with like hardcore and stuff. It was just like mm. it was like yeah. the cool, like kind of like I don't know, like kind of garagey scene type place, but they, they didn't do hardcore yeah. shows. So they kind of, they kind of, they kind of do hardcore shows now a little bit, but you know, it's yeah. kind of like they do like more of like the independent, you know, garagey, you know. Well, after after the whole Mike thing happened, yeah, Mohawk wanted absolutely nothing yes. to do with hardcore. Yeah, let's just call it, let's just call it what it is. I don't I don't care. True, true, true. <laughs> it, it's true. all Mike. Fault because he broke his neck and then tried to sue Terror and tried to sue Mohawk Place. He tried to sue everyone. I mean, he really you know, did. I, I oh, was guys, it like, like a pit incident or was it just like he staged that and broke his neck? <laughs> That's his fault. <laughs> Whose fault is that? You don't sue hardcore. Oh, no, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. He didn't, he wasn't stage diving. Someone much bigger who should not have been stage diving stage dived and landed on his head. Whoa. And broke his neck. Oh, really? That's what happened. I I never yeah. knew what what exactly happened. I was I at can't that show. Who it was? But it was somebody not much smaller than me who stage dive and broke my bird's neck. <laughs> it was it was Tim. I mean, he um he's a large guy, but like at the same time, just going back to what we said, you're assuming risk when you get exactly. to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a fucking ski accident and be like, oh. I'm gonna sue the person who owns this mountain. Like, dude, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like you can't. And then you try to sue him, and it's just like we're all assuming this assumed risk. You know, it yeah. was like the grimy thing about it too was like Tara was like his favorite favorite band at the time. Yeah, you tried to and like we did multiple shows to raise money for him. Yeah, I remember that the whole Mike, the, like Rhinoceros did the whole Mike event at extreme wheels like yeah. act you know i think terror did a special shirt you know all sales went to him and stuff and then you try to sue everybody after that it's just that's not, not cool. he got his money and it was just like fuck it yeah Is he, was he in uh was he in like mobile condition or was it just more so like he he was fine he was walking around he just he had like a cane that he barely used yeah and he had a neck brace and then he was, was still trying to show up at shows and try to like mosh and stuff. And I remember like, no, fuck that. Somebody literally grabbed him and said, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> grabbed him by his collar, walked him like, up, yo, and sat him outside. It was like, 
And it was like after he tried to sue, like basically the hardcore scene. It was like, one, you have the audacity to even show up to a hardcore Seriously? show. Two, you're gonna try to mosh while wearing a neck brace after you made such a huge stink about shit. Like, no, you yeah. go sit your ass yeah. down over there. If you're good enough to, you know, try to get in the pit or stage dive, you shouldn't be suing anybody. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of lame. Like, that's that's not cool. And you shouldn't sue hardcore ever. No, at least hardcore yeah. is broken up as it is. Yeah, seriously. Exactly, <laughs> Nobody's making yeah. that kind of money in hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> everybody here, <laughs> dead ass. Like, <laughs> like come on. Are, who do you think are like we're, we're fucking Drake right now? We're literally on stage, fucking stage diving with Lil Wayne and shit. No, we gotta work <laughs> nine to five. Sorry, your neck is broke, but it is your you're assume, like you, like you were saying, Mark. It's you're assuming the risk going anywhere near the pit. So if you're standing in the middle of the pit and somebody stage what? dives, because you have to be in the middle of the pit to get stage, stage dived on. It's yeah. impossible to yeah. be anywhere else. And I've been, you know, I've taken pictures and stuff and I've never had, an, I'm up front all the time. I've never had an incident like that. Because you got to keep all your head the in the swivel. Like you have to see what's exactly. You have to keep your eyes open. on a swivel. <laughs> yeah. like I should, like if I ever broke Spatial a camera, thing, let me see somebody. No, I, I put my camera into a, a a room with people jumping all over the place. I I'm gonna keep my head in the swivel and like get out of here alive and shit, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. the dude still he lives in Buffalo, but he never comes to shows anymore. Yeah. People like that just come and go, man. You know, they they never stick around. He, he knows them. every he knows everybody hates him. Yeah, like because he like he started coming to record theater when I worked there. Mm-hmm. After all of that, basically when he got blacklisted, and he's like. Yeah, you know, I don't really like go to shows anymore, and I just, you know, I sp- I spend my money on like vinyl and CDs and like I wanted to say to him like, yeah, the the money you got from trying to sue everybody, <laughs> yeah, how's that Yo, going? <laughs> when this comes out, I'm gonna we're gonna bleep his name out. He won't. We're That's not fine. gonna mention him. We're gonna just keep him out. Of, we're gonna keep him out of freaking everything. I'll, I'll make a separate name. post on my own social media and say every bleeped out was saying Mike. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike. You guys do not need the publicity. He already got that shit when he was he trying to sue not everybody. When he sued, did he get any money? I yeah, he did. He did get some. I don't know who he got money from, but he definitely was living off lawsuit money. Oh fuck! Now nah, that's Thanks. sick, bro. That's that lame. that's sick. That shit is lame. Because he used to hang out at the funeral home too, because he was dating a girl that lived there. Yeah. Which he that ended too because he's not only is he a, a sewer, he's you can bleep this out. He's a he's a oh, oof. <laughs> all, all the way piece of shit. So well, shit. I mean, like if you're a piece of shit, that's how you kind of act, I guess, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, People, that's true. Mm-hmm. People yeah, are pieces like, of shit in one aspect of their life. They're pieces of shit in aspects of all their lives, you know? All, all the way around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, like, I'm a piece of shit in this part of my life, but I'm good in every other part. <laughs> nope. Here's the part. Yeah, I think there's like there's probably like a couple people, you know, mess with them, but mm. one, they're not here. Two, it's just yeah. they're probably of the same kind of mindset. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, let's get off of this dude. This, like, yeah. this, 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 uh, what do you call it? Freaking. This Vince. McMahon, let's call this parent now. or whatever he is. This pigeon, get me off this pigeon, dude. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, so I mean, we've we've had a couple of these episodes in the past couple of years where we've had like during the Black History Month, we've had like um 
like you know all black episodes of the NCS podcast. So favorite favorite bands, current band, favorite black associated band mm. members. Does that be so, all black? Because that's kind of that's kind of impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so are we impossible. doing favorite bands in general? Well, who do we want to put Shine on? Yeah, in general. Man, it's so hard to narrow it down because you know, it, you know, black people aside, I mean, there's just new bands from everywhere that are just kind of popping off. Yeah, rock, heat, um, yeah, like um, so. Like current bands, like I'll say, like Buggin, like End It, Mafa, all good bands that people should definitely check out. Zulu, are... Zulu, Zulu, yeah, that people should Zulu's check out. Zulu's great. Check out Move BHC. Yes. Shout out Corey. Um, we played a show with them at Timeless Babes last yeah. year, and it was the hottest show of my life and one of the most fun shows we've ever played. Yeah. Uh, so Corey is just pure energy. Like he, he's just so energetic. So I, yeah, I love. Him. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say uh, Death Proof is more like a, a, a industry of very versatile new metal artists, mm -hmm. and but it's it's definitely up there on my list. That's like one of my favorite groups right now, and it's all POC. Maybe one one white male, but it's still a dope group. Yeah, I mean. I like Zulu a lot, just their presentation and everything. They're very yeah. mindful of, you know, how they're presented. Um, yeah. I like the band Loathe, which I've mentioned. Yeah, they are, they are really good. I watched the I, 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 I love Loathe. Yeah. Oh. They're from the UK. Singers, you know, he's, he's a black, black British man. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're, they're dope. And they just, they have a style of their own. It's like, it's, it's like a little bit of deaf tones, but then it just gets like abusively heavy. Yeah, there you was know, this artist yeah. similar to what you just mentioned, like in the UK, uh, a black artist, new metal, um, Scarlord. It's, it's similar to Scarlord's style, mm -hmm. but I don't know exactly his name. I'll, I'll definitely keep you updated if I remember. Yeah. Also, there's there's a page on on that I follow on Instagram. It's uh, I think it's punk dot black. Mm -hmm. Okay. Seen that page? So they cover a lot of like um, new artists just in like different types of punk and hardcore and metal and stuff like that. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Page. Yeah. I mean, even though there's more now, we still got to keep, you know, shine yeah. the light on and get more in there. Cause I mean, we think this is cool. So this is freaking cool. I mean, like, I mean, there's other scenes and stuff, but I, I've always thought the hardcore scene is a great place for people just to like, you know, have like a voice that matters, you know, like, Right. No, because like you go, I don't know where people go for, you know, I don't, I, I don't know where people go to be heard or if they want to be heard, but like, I feel like anyone who walks into a, like a hardcore show, like they have the potential of being heard or they can be heard, like no matter what, which is one for of the sure. reasons I, I've always like stuck with hardcore <clears throat> and thought it was a cool thing. Like, yeah, it's it, literally freedom of expression, like Meech was saying, but also just like a voice for the voiceless, like you just said, you know. Mm -hmm that may not have been listened to like in school or just yeah. in different social circles like uh, there's that validation and community aspect in hardcore yeah definitely which i have always loved about it so this is a question that um i've asked all the people of color who've been on my show 
or this not my show, our show, because I'm not doing Princess Incest podcast. But do people in your families? I think I probably asked you this, Aaron, when you were on the show. Think that what you're into is weird or not cool. I mean, it's obviously weird, but like how they reacted to the kind of thing that you're into. Uh, Mark and Meech. <laughs> Personally, I think they they would be since I've been like the weird one in my family. I'm always into something different than the norm. I feel like yeah. this is something they'd expect, mm-hmm. but honestly. I don't. I wouldn't say they would be surprised, even if they were to see it, because I know back in the day it was like a a black a huge black punk scene here in Buffalo. Like mm-hmm. my mom was showing me pictures of her hairstyle and her makeup, and it was heavily punk and and like rock inspired. So really, there's, yeah, it's That's actually cool. pretty interesting. Nice. Let's get her on the show. Okay, <laughs> say, say less. Thank you. I'll be down. <laughs> Yeah, oh, have a hardcore moms episode. That'd be thick as fuck. Dude, you like you wouldn't even notice these women. You'd be like, who, the, who is this woman punching this other woman square in the face? Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just so sweet and kind, and just like a mother, just chilling. Yeah, yeah. I, my mom's been to hardcore shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, Stop I'd be like, okay, you. I'd be like, I'd be like, stand over there, don't <laughs> by anybody. <laughs> I'll make like, an announcement on the microphone. <laughs> like, she's like, honey, I, I've been to it. I've been here before. I know. And she's over there just like bobbing and weaving all this fucking high knees and kicks. Had a swivel. Like, like, damn. Like, my mom had been to like probably about, I want to say three or four like hardcore shows that I yeah. played. My dad came to one and I screamed in his face from the stage. And he, afterwards, he was just like, you've probably wanted to do that for a long time, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Only time you can get away with it. In- <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I was like, I, yep. <laughs> I think my mom has been to a couple of hardcore shows. I know mm-hmm. that in my old band, we played at Club Diablo. And yeah. it was many years ago. I don't know what it is now, but. Yeah. It was like this very sketchy venue. The sound, like the sound guy, had like a cage around his mixer and all this. Yep. I remember Club Diablo. It was so weird. <laughs> it was so fucking sketchy. And then there was like some vintage like porn like playing on the TV, and my mom was like flipping a shit. She's like, "What the fuck is on the TV?" I was like, "Mom, I didn't put it on. Like it's not my part. <laughs> you had it's something to do with it. I know it." Crazy. Yeah. So it wasn't like the same guy who was bringing me around. Wasn't it the same shit. guy who owned the Continental? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because like the Continental was like a bigger version of Diablo. Yes, probably twice as weird. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like the it's a small the small Continental basically. <sighs> yeah, the first time I went to the Continental, I thought I was in the wrong place because I showed up like a little too early. Yeah, and I was like, I, I felt like I walked into a scene from Blade. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I was like, I was waiting for blood sprinklers to go off. I was like, oh shit! I walked into a vampire bar. Oh, shout out to Wesley, man! Shout out to Wesley. That movie is iconic, man. You- <laughs> I, I seriously, I was like, I was like, I was on full alert. My head was on a swivel. Kept my back to a wall. Yeah. I get a bit tonight, no sir. <laughs> I'm getting bit. I'm turning. Fuck this. I'm not dying. So there's weird, there was weird stuff playing like at the upstairs. bar. Like upstairs, really weird. Like if you go upstairs, the kind of it was like oh, a, the mirror room. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen it, but I've heard stories. 
Same. I didn't walk upstairs. So there was just a room, like it was like a dance room. Yeah. So there was like mirrors on the wall, and there's just goth kids up there just dancing to goth music, looking at themselves in the mirror. Yeah, they're probably all tripping on something very heavy. Yeah, (laughs) probably so. Because I walked in and everybody was just like in patent leather, and I was like, oh god, this looks like Blade. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Blade. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, this is it. That sounds badass. I never went to the Continental. I started going to shows like when the Icon was still a thing. And then like we had Amvet's post in Riverside for a bit. That was kind of like my gateway. And then eventually the skate park did more hardcore shows for Mm -hmm. a bit, um, which is now closed. But yeah, yeah, my first venue was like the Icon. That's where I really hung out. Yeah, that was a great venue. I love the Icon. Icon's still one of my favorite venues of like, like a legit venue yeah yeah i worked yeah, yeah. i worked security at the icon too so i saw a lot of stuff there it was fun still oh, just sitting there closed like just sitting there no nothing going yeah, on nothing it, it, <laughs> it, i think it was two things after the icon and they both shut down and it's just an empty building again so weird bad mojo there huh? maybe i think you know what there was a shooting a there oh was it back in the 90s either right before a wu-tang show there or during the show there was like a shooting in the show. I think either the show happened and got, or during the show, or it happened before the show and the show got canceled. Mm. So, oh, shit. It's like 92, 93-ish. So. That's crazy. Yeah. I kind of was like such a cool layout, too, because it was just like, you could have really big shows there and it felt great. You could have mm. smaller shows there and it was still fine because yeah. the way it was like split up between bar side and the you know stage side. Yeah, yeah. Dude. It's honestly like that layout, just thinking about what we were talking about, so perfect for hardcore shows because yep. people that don't want to get fucked up could just be on the left side of the stage and they would never get hit because there's like that little step up. Exactly. It'd be so I have a question actually. So so right now in the scene, what do you think your favorite venue is? I think that that could be an interesting. Yes, topic. it is. Um as far as like in my as far as, far as I'm concerned right now, I mean I like the rec room. Mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect little little bar for shows. But I mean I, I have to say like Area 54 because like I just think it's cool that you know what you have to do to do a show there is not much. There's mm-hmm. food, right. people drink. There's drink. It's a little small, but drinks. I think it's, it's perfect. Yeah. 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 Every show that Final Deck has played at Area 54 has been great. It's It's been well attended. The last show that we just played was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Played a brand new song, a bunch of kids moshed. Yeah. Um, so shout out anyone that's involved with putting shows on there. Uh, we've yeah. always been treated very well. Shout out Area 54. Shout out Amy's. There's much love there. It's a great place. I definitely what do you think, Meech? What, what's your favorite venue? My favorite venue has to be, like you guys saying, Rec Room is really nice because they have an actual stage, and yeah. I got to backflip off of it, so that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the reason I like it so much. Uh, but but then I'll say Area 54 is up there. I actually like, uh, I don't know what it was about Chemical Number no. 2. It's just like, it was so... It was dusty as fuck, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it was nice to have that separation between the front and the back. Yeah. That door. Even though it felt like a the blade situation, you know, that door sliding. I'm like, I don't know about all that. Is it gonna open <laughs> if I try and open it? <laughs> but yeah, I would say but RIP chemical, that definitely was a, that was a, a good little time venue, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that was a dope venue. Um, I mean, Casa, I don't know how long we'll have I've it. I've heard of Casa. Yeah, yeah, Casa is definitely a cool space for shows that are a little bit larger. We yeah. played with uh, Year of the Knife and Missing Link a while back. Like, yeah, it was a good show. show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it, it was packed, but it wasn't like overwhelming because there's there's some space to spread out. There's some separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that show was a lot of fun. Um, shout out Missing Link, by the way. They're dropping new music sometime soon. They're oh, recording cool. in Chicago. So, yeah. you know, y'all aren't listening to them. They're, they're really sick. Yeah. I heard and good that, things that, about I already, the... I already yeah. know that record's going to sound phenomenal because uh, Andy Nelson, who's he's the guitar player from Weekend Nachos, is who yeah. recorded them. He did the last. He did the. He recorded the last KDC record in Chicago too. Sick at Bricktop, right? Yeah, Bricktop's. Yeah, that's, we, that's we did some Black video. X stuff there too. A little bit of oh, Black yeah. X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know the. I know the Harm's Way connect there. <laughs> Were you gonna say something, Meech? Yeah, I was basically gonna just say like the uh, the the about the venue thing. Just saying like uh, Casa. I heard like many things about the grip that you get at the on the carpet and how big and spacious it is. So I already I'm I'm excited to try and go there. Heard like Selfish Act did some did a nice uh, show there recently. Yeah, um, they had the the whole thing storming. Yeah, <laughs> everybody moving. It's like a weird setup for as far as like where you play at. Yeah, it is. Like, just like I've only been there, I think once or twice for a show, Mm -hmm. and then just like seeing videos, like I feel like the positioning of where bands actually play at there has changed. It's just like I guess it's like a weird step up thing, and it's really not meant for like Like a band to play there. Yeah, (laughs) it's It's not for wedding reception, right? Yeah, exactly. Not for a baby shower. (laughs) That's that's the thing I love about like this scene. Yeah. Anything. If it's a room, you can have a show there. Yeah. I've I've played. I've played in living rooms. I've played in basements. I've played in art mm-hmm. spaces. Yeah. I've played in actual venues. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've played at somewhere that was. You know, if you play in like other countries, sometimes like they're you know underground shows and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, if anyone shows up, like the police or anything, just say this is a birthday party because technically we could go to jail <laughs> for three years yeah. for having a show here. <laughs> so, so what about you what about you Aaron have you uh, like what about your favorite venue uh in Buffalo like like I said I haven't been to shows like much lately but I like rec room other mm-hmm. than like I feel it needs to be soundproofed a little bit better to reach its full potential for that room because mm-hmm. it's like the, the the room just like everything just like shoots straight up and it's kind of hard to hear in there mm-hmm. but uh I like I like area 54 just because I grew up in that area. Mm-hmm. So kind of coming full circle with that. Like I went to school 54. Oh so, yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up that, you know, I spent young years around that area of, you know, I've, Amy place has been around pretty much my lifetime. So, yeah. So you probably, you know, just, you it's just cool to see like new life in that area for anything. You probably grew up going to like Custer street and shit too. Right. Yeah. I, I played it. I played at Custer at least 29. I went to shows at 29 and 99. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there used to be there used to be another uh, DIY space on Main Street called Access. Yeah, because like fi- Area Fifty Four reminds me of like what Access used to be for the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just small room, but some awesome shows there. It was fun. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But awesome. yeah, the Icon's one of my all time favorite Buffalo venues, just because of memories of playing and attending shows there. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many shows, man. It's just did you ever cool. go to? Did any of you ever? Did any of you ever, ever go to Mercury Theater? Were you around nope. for that? Was no, that? I was around for that. Or no? That was like the late, mid to late nineties, and like they um, it was this, it was uh, this bar by the Jasper Parish like projects. Yeah, over on military and it was really like we had shows there all the time it was like this cool little bar where like like a bunch of shows happened and like i think i thought that was cool because like when i was really really into going to shows like you know by prime of shows i guess that was like the place where we had shows so. right oh was Shout it at out. the corner of, uh uh where that 7-eleven is now military and like no Turtle. well yeah it's right Turtle. by there but it was further North, but it burned down like ten years ago or something. I think I know that little spot you're talking about too. There's a it's a field like where there's nothing, and that's where the Mercury Theater was. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I saw like I saw um like Vogel do a walk around of like old like hardcore spots from Buffalo. Yeah, and there I know where you're. I know where you're talking about, Meech. Like it's like Seven Eleven is like across the street, and I think yeah. it's like next to the laundromat, military or something. Yeah, yeah. hurdle with military right there. Yeah, there is a there's like a bar there because he pointed that out as I think somewhere. Although that was the um, that's the um, he's talking about the uh, the River Rock. That's like the, oh River, yeah, that's like River the classic Rock. Buffalo venue. Yeah, River Rock. But yeah, the Mercury was it was cool. We had a bunch of VFWs like up in North Tonawanda where shows happened too, which was cool too. So yeah. Ambet's post that was just like, I I love the time of that like where there was Ambet shows. Yeah, because it's like we just you know, that was fully Joe Riverside who you know had that going. That was his you know his deal. And just shout like, out like, Joe if you got kids, you got kids. Uh, <laughs> if you got kids, he like can teach box. you how to box. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you there, but my oh, son no, goes fine. to Joe every week. Yeah, <laughs> Papa yeah. Joe. Uncle I Joe. just had a funny thought. What if we did a, a rainbow ring show? <laughs> uh, I played it. I've, yeah, I've, dude, I've played everywhere. I played in a roller ring in the uh, Utica with a uh, yeah. full blown chaos. That got yeah. really, really, really helmets for that show for sure. <laughs> Speaking of Joe Riverside, fun, fun Riverside story about that place. So it was a skating rink and there was bleachers. Yeah. And he was not having kids sitting down during bands play while he was sitting on the bleachers. He's like, like we started playing with rhinoceros. Like as soon as we started playing, he was like, yo, if you're sitting on the bleachers, get up. Like this is a hardcore show. Everybody up. Mm-hmm, of and course. Not move fast enough. And they were still sitting. That dude opened up a brand new pack of bottle of water and started chucking bottles of water at people. If they were like, <laughs> sitting down all while kids are moshing, there's just water bottles flying in the stands. <laughs> Oh my god! And then there was like a, later later on in the night, there were some kids who were not hardcore kids who got into a fight with a friend. He 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 took the first punch, and that kid was a juice head because that kid ate that punch, picked him up, and body slammed him. And then just it was like watching a cartoon fight where just like you see the dust of people and like fists and kicks coming out of it, and it went from inside to outside. Somebody was throwing traffic cones, traffic signs. Somebody yeah. threw a brick. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, that was yeah. Shout out to you, guys. Shout out to full blown chaos. <laughs> nice. That, that was during full blown chaos. <laughs> Very nice. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, let's we're gonna we're gonna wrap this guy up. So, yeah. everybody. So, if people want to see what you do, where do they look? 
Yeah. So for me, uh, Final Deck 716, uh, follow us. We're currently working on a new EP, just finishing uh, the writing of it. And hopefully you will hear it sometime this year. We're also on the Buffalo Hardcore Comp uh, whenever that comes out. So definitely you will hear new music from Final Declaration soon. Awesome. Aaron? Um, X, I am King X Music. Yeah. That's, you know, where you find anything I'm working on currently. Mm -hmm. Um, I am working on, you know, like I said, putting out like another five songs. Um, I think three are fully done, but just mixing. And then two, I still have to write lyrics for because I'm lazy. (laughs) Meech. Uh, you can find me at, uh, Demetrius underscore Noel. That's going to be my personal account. It ties into the videography that I do. And I also have a link that you can follow in the bio. I'm supposed to be dropping a music video with a few musicians this year. Cool. And uh, I got some, I got some shows in my back pocket that I've been recording that I've been waiting to then drop. So I got some stuff for, for the scene as well. Very cool. This was fun. It's always fun. And I'm I'm sure y'all will be back on here in one way or another in the future. So I'll see you for the next wrestling podcast. Oh yeah. Slamboree. (laughs) Me and Aaron do a big wrestling podcast. (laughs) Cool. All right. Thank you all.